0: Uh, day. it's Maddie. Thanks so much for checking out another clip. This this chat with Lee, I felt like we could have gone for another two or three hours. So Lee is definitely coming back in to have a chat. But essentially, our full long-form conversation you can find on the listener app, if you're reading this online, that's L-A-S-T-N-R. Just search Triple M's Homegrown. We touch on everything from his beginning in radio to Triple M forming, partying and hanging out with some of the biggest bands in the world, his favorite Kadinsky moment, favorite gig, and had to ask him uh, what it was like... Hanging out with Lou Reed and Bruce Springsteen. I'd like to know what was it like meeting and chatting to this man.
1: The The boss, Louisville, Kentucky, (laughs) nineteen seventy-eight. I remember for the first time in my life wearing my knee-high Fry boots. I got frisked going into the venue um, by some redneck uh, who uh, used one of those. sticks to bang the side of the boots to make sure I didn't have a gun in there which I thought was a bit stupid (laughs) until I realised lots of people walk around with guns (laughs) Um, seeing Springsteen in 78 was just an absolute dream come true I rarely am awestruck by the people that I speak with, and I'm lucky enough to uh, have a chat to, but I certainly was with Bruce. Um, And this was backstage, and we spoke for ages. uh, And then... um, Did you have a beer with him? No, no. Springsteen's an extremely straight guy, not into the excesses. To this day, he refers to his longtime manager, John Landau, as Mr. Landau. Yeah. Uh, and Bruce is what, mid-70s yeah, Something yeah, yeah. Uh, And still going out there doing three-hour gigs Crazy uh, And is old-school polite mm. uh, And very loyal And an incredible human being In every uh, way that somebody can be An incredible human being Absolutely, yeah.
0: well, well said What about this man? Hey, baby, take a walk oh. on the wild side <laughs> I said, hey honey Take a walk on the wild side and The one and only Mr. Lou Reed
1: uh 74 i guess it was and i was working up in sydney at 2sm and um i was doing drive at the time and lou reed was invited in and i was so excited about this uh to play an hour of music and we spoke a little while ago about the fact that you could play stuff that you simply can't play anymore and lou reed turned up regardless of the reputation that some people may have attributed a bit rude to him
0: and a bit yeah
1: but he turned up with a um uh, like a briefcase that had uh, a whole bunch of albums in it nice each album had a little bit of paper in it that said uh, side 2 track 4 this that the other he gave me a list of the songs that he wanted to play which is what he was asked to do mm. he then took out a uh, a glass jar unscrewed the lid and in the jar were i don't know a couple of 100 assorted pills, different shapes, colours, sizes, etc. He just poured out a bunch of them into the palm of his hand, slammed them (laughs) into his mouth, Uh, Had a glass of water, and away we went. And it was one of the the best hours of music uh, that you've ever heard. And I just sat there, and he was so uh, lucid, so passionate, uh, a dead set music fan. um, And I wish I could rattle off the songs that he played. I can't. That's okay. um, Because I don't remember. Yeah, uh, (laughs) Did you have any of those pills? Sorry, No, 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 I didn't. But we then went out for the night. Um, And there was myself, a guy called Mike Drayson, uh, who sadly passed away only a very short while ago, world's biggest Lou Reed fan. And he was the content director at the radio station at the time. And Drayson, myself, uh, a woman called Annie Wright, who was uh, from uh, Lou Reed's record company, RCA, at the time, or the distributor here for it, Lou and a Stunning woman called Rachel wearing this beautiful shimmering blue dress who accompanied Lou into the station. And we all went out. Keep in mind, this is mid-70s Sydney, and we had quite a debauched <laughs> night. Uh, okay. Nothing was off the table, uh, and we went to places which in Sydney, when you consider what Sydney was like then, in the cross, places we had to go down an alley to get into <laughs> yeah. them, and this, that, and the other. And uh, naively, 1974, I hadn't quite turned 21. Oh, what? Uh I was 20. Uh, I turned 21 at the end of that year. Yeah. And here am I just with my eyes bulging at what was going on and thinking, this is the life. This is the dream. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want to be doing this? And as the night went on, this is how naive I was. Uh, I'd been kind of checking out Rachel throughout the night. Thinking, what a babe, how gorgeous, how beautiful, until the five o'clock shadow started to emerge. And then I realized the shave of the legs and he was a she was Rachel. And, uh, <laughs> right. and And this is one of many incredible memories I have of that night the rest of which I simply can't talk about (laughs) for several reasons. (laughs) If
0: you like that, that's plenty more, like I said. And make sure you subscribe, follow Triple M's Homegrown. Uh, We're Monday to Thursday every weeknight from 10 p.m. and on Sunday from 8. So once again, thanks for checking out another clip. And we'll see you next time.